Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. Yet another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now this one. Go down officially as episode number 193. You could jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution all the time, anytime, and in lots of different ways. At Casey Stern on Twitter, jump in there, get the YouTube bio, get on the YouTube channel and view all the podcast episodes. Now 192 plus and counting. You can get guests and interviews and chats along the way. And thank you, Unfiltered Band. And as always, equal opportunists that we are where most of you are, and that is listening on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast today, you ask and you shall receive. I address the latest debacle season full of debacles for the New York Mets. 35 and 42, 15 games out of first place, eight games out of the wild card, just five and a half games ahead of the Colorado Rockies, people, for the worst record in the National League. lot to delve into. The truth about who to blame coming right here. You, as always, can comment along the way on Twitter. Get me a reply. Jump in the YouTube comments. Send me notes, DMs, and all that good stuff. All the good stuff here coming courtesy of our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers. Live betting, favorite casino, and card games, they're all available right now, right from your phone. So head over to the website or use the mobile device and join today. Sign up and get in on the action now, but remember to use this promo code. It's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. That promo code will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's been online where the game starts as I get started and we get started right here and now in the eighth inning as I do this here on a Monday. In what was maybe the worst loss of the season, I say maybe because there have been so many bad ones, and a 6-3 lead, a lead that saw a misplay from a young kid, and that's going to happen in the hesitation of the throw from Beatty and what should have been a double play, in what saw guys with the names of Walker and Brigham be the ones who were out there on the mound with season in the balance seemingly every day, especially in a team you're trying to catch like Philadelphia, who you know you're going to have to battle to jump over to even get into this mix if you consider yourself a postseason team. Back-to-back hit by pitches, another blown loss, another game where this team has had, I don't even know how many times this year, but I know it's the worst count of Major League Baseball in terms of the record. I saw that note. We've all seen it now in terms of win-loss record when they score six runs. I want to go backwards, and I want to hit into a lot of different things here, but I want to start with with this. As much as I'm going to tell you today, and anybody who's been listening to me over this process, and look, I I mean this sincerely, and please don't take this the wrong way, but we got a lot of hot take people in this world, and a lot of them live on Twitter, and a lot of them you know, cover or sit there and, and deal with the Mets in some sort of way, and everybody nuts, and we all been through the life, and we all been through the therapy, and we all been through the pain, and not much glory, a lot of depression, and all of that leads to insanity, because as I've said many times over the years, anybody listening or watching me over the last two decades, that if you're a Met fan, you are in some level, on some spectrum, insane. That's what happens. It is, we have dealt with that trauma. 
But I will tell you that I think a lot of people probably don't like what I have to say normally about this, because even though I will rant and get upset if I am, and certainly am today, and I will, that I'm kind of more rational than most people, and that I'm not going to sit there and point, and I'm not going to tell you it's all Billy Epler's fault when you want me to. I'm not going to tell you it's all Buck Showalter's fault when you want me to. I'm not going to tell you it's all Lindor's fault or the player's fault if you want me to. I'm going to tell you the rational and the right thing, the truthful thing, and I don't care what you think is the thing because it's every damn thing. Everyone and everything are and is to blame for what the Mets have had happen to them this season. Everything. You want to throw in the Diaz injury, and we'll get into that. You want to throw the lack of depth in the roster, we'll get into that. Roster construction, we'll get into that. Who's being played in the lineup and why? Guys who are called up and all this stuff, and we'll get into all that, and the bullpen and blown leads and the two guys at the front of the rotation not consistently enough doing their job, and we'll get into all of that. But the answer, people, that you don't want because it ain't an easy fix is that the problem is all of that. All of that is the problem. But I am fair and not pessimist nor optimist, a realist. And I tell you that in this game that they lost, lost 42 of this season. That one is on Buck Showalter. That's on a Buck Showalter who I don't think is the reason the Mets are this bad. And I'll go back to something that I've said many times every place I could talk about this. And that is we don't want to think about common sense. But you cannot think, and a lot of people do, and you wouldn't be wrong, You cannot think that Buck Showalter is one of the biggest reasons why the Mets won 101 games a year ago. One of the biggest reasons why they turned over the culture, where they got into winning ways, while they had a great season, albeit disappointing down the stretch, we know. Braves in the division, we know. Padres series, we get it. We we, We were there, right? We understand. But Buck Showalter can't be as big a reason as any, and he's certainly on the top of that very short list, near the top if not at it, He cannot be that, and then you tell me that he's at the bottom and he's the biggest reason and he's the worst part of why they're 35 and 42 because that just doesn't hold water, to quote my cousin Vinny, and it's not right. It's wrong. As Mona Lisa Vito said, it's wrong. But not in loss 42. The lack of urgency in that game, in a game you've got to win, in the way you handle the bullpen, you see, to me, when you're in a situation like that, we've had enough blunders, we've had enough issues. When you got Scherzer and Verlander on the hill, you have to win those games. You have to win those games. When you are facing teams that are in your division that you have to catch, Teams ahead of you you have to catch. When you have a lead, when you have it late, when you compile all of those things together, you have to have urgency and you have to go win that game. Now I'm going to tell you this is, which I covered, and I remember being right on the air afterwards, we are doing it at Turner. This is not Zach Britton in the bullpen, here's Obaldo Jimenez, but it's not good either. And in a, in, a, in a season of you can't pin this on Buck Showalter, and I've been that guy, and he takes ownership and should, I, I would assume has to, and I would hope where some of that ownership is the manager because that's what you do, manager, coach, employer, father, mother, parent, whatever, teacher, that's what you do. You cannot do what people have done and say, well, you have fire Buck Showalter. Who the hell are you going to put in there to fix it? 
Who's going to make these guys have more depth in the roster? Who's going to have a deeper lineup? Who's going to have a, you know, a better performance out of guys that you're paying to have that performance? How's all that going to work? I don't care who the hell you put in there, whoever it's going to be. If Bruce Bochy was available, who I think clearly, I said before the year, would be a big factor in Texas and has been, not surprised. Tito, big factor has been, not surprised Cleveland. Dusty, big factor has been, or whoever you wanted to think, if they were actually available, which they are not, doesn't matter who you put in, you know, they're walking through that door to go to back to the Patino thing. It's just not happening, okay? The Buck Showalter not getting fired today. Buck Showalter not getting fired tomorrow. Buck Showalter not getting fired at the All-Star break because he's not the problem. And we're in a Steve Cohen world where I hope we got enough trust in the fact that we're not going to let Billy Epler go ahead and save himself and his own problems with this roster by firing Buck Showalter, who is not as big a problem as the roster that he has constructed with the lack of depth he's constructed, with the lack of depth and pitching in the organization that's been constructed, and all of those things. But loss 42, that is is on you. I am no Dr. Seuss, but there's a rhyme. Go ahead and use it. That's on Buck. That's on him. But the way that they've melted down and hit by pitches here, mistakes, errors, all kinds of issues in the field, on the base paths, all of that is certainly symptomatic of leadership from a manager's standpoint and everybody in the room on pressure and expectations, too much on the shoulders, not being handled right by him, by Billy Epler, by everybody in the room. And it all goes back to Steve Cohen too, because he's the owner of the team and he's got to wear it also. But this is not a team that has depth. And that is a big issue. This is not a team. Now look, the Edwin Diaz thing is allowed to hurt you. It cannot be cataclysmic. It cannot ruin you. It can hurt you. It cannot ruin you. And it seemingly has ruined, not because David Robertson, not D-Rob hasn't been good, but because you move seats on the bus, you rob Peter to pay Paul. Now you got AAA guys and guys who shouldn't be in the big leagues who are pitching big innings for you, even though they shouldn't have been pitching those innings for you in loss 42. Adovino hasn't been the same. Maybe it's because he'd been relied on too much or in the not, not in the right roles. And you can go into all these things, and all of these things are part of why this whole thing is a damn mess. This team was underprepared from a roster standpoint to lose anyone, clearly including mainly Sugar. This team was underprepared to not get Correa, and I understand what he has and has not done, but the perception of what he was going to do because they knew they needed in the lineup. And you feel like you got to use Vogelbach because of what he was supposed to do. And glad to see, look, I like him personally that after the mental break or whatever you wanted to time off, getting a chance to kind of detox, that everything's been better, but that's why you're so tied to it. That roster construction, that pressure, I got to win. I can't play kids if I'm buck because I'm trying to go win. I'm supposed to go win a division, and the Braves running away from me, and the Marlins running away from me, and the Reds and the teams in the Central, the Diamondbacks, we can go on forever. Giants, they're all running away from me. Maybe I don't feel as you know, confident playing Viento, so maybe the message from the GM and the owner wasn't good enough about what I'm supposed to do and if they're here to play every day, and that's why Mauricio can't get called up now either because he got to play somewhere every day. Maybe we're dealing with a situation where we got some false advertising from the team a year ago. Haven't seen the same performance. McNeil, Marte, go on down the line. A number of those in that category. Lindor's driven in a bunch of runs. Hasn't been certainly great either. 
The lineup has had no depth. You wanted more from Canna. You didn't get it from Vogelbach. You know, I'm not getting on Francisco Alvarez, but I said this the other day. I know people don't want to hear this, right? But I don't want to see him at the end of the And I like the kid a lot. I'm not blaming him, but I'm saying, again, symptoms of this team where I'm sitting there looking like people dying in the dugout, and he's out in the forefront joking around with, with Maldonado behind the plate before he's about to be out on three pitches to lose another horrific series and another horrific game to Houston. That's the kind of lack of urgency I saw from the manager in loss 42. Everywhere is a problem. How do you fix it? You trade the team? You can't do that. You're going to buy at the deadline to get what? You're going to sell at the deadline and, and, get, and do what? David Robertson? Okay. What else? Where else? Who else? You know, wait for Otani in the offseason? Yeah, sure, that'd help. He'd help anybody. But are they just punting this season? Because if that's the case, then just play Vientos and Mauricio and Beatty and all those guys every damn day and Alvarez, and I don't care if he ain't trying to win. But if you're trying to win, you can't have Walker and Brigham in those moments, and that is on Buck. If you're trying to win, you're going to have more depth in your system and your organization. That's on Billy Epler. If you're trying to win, you're going to have more accountability from your players, and that's on all of them. First and foremost, the leaders and the guys getting paid the most money to do the most from the back of the baseball card to the forefront and their performance on the field in 2023. Not good enough. It's been a damn disgrace. It's awful. It's a mess. And this is as disappointing as disappointments can get because of what we saw last year. And yeah, we saw Scherzer give up seven runs. And yeah, we understand they didn't beat the Padres. And yeah, we understand what they blew the lead or Atlanta took it or who cares. Six of one, half dozen the other don't look good. Right after the 10 game lead on June 10th, whatever it was a year ago, June 1st, whenever. But this wasn't supposed to be a year where these kind of things occur. And everyone, everyone is at fault. That's the bad news. It's not we just, you, they fire Buck or you wait for David Stearns and then you get rid of Billy Epler or get rid of him before the deadline. So they could do what? With and how? Not going to want to trade your top prospects. So who are you going to trade and how are you going to get and where are you going to get and what are you going to get? Because realistically, what this team could do is add a bullpen arm or two, somebody who can give them innings because that's really what they miss from not having Quintana healthy, from not having what Bassett did last year in Taiwan Walker, is to be able to have that if, you know, Verlander and Scherzer are, you know, Scherzer blowing a 5-1 lead in a game against the Yankees. And if they're going to be kind of hit or miss, or they're not going to have their great starts, or they can't go as deep in the game because you got to protect the arms, I got to have somebody who can go deep in a game when I get in starts four and five in my rotation. David Peterson off the reservation. We know about Carrasco, McGill now down, and so on and so forth. And C, no Trevor Williams for the damage control, and all of those things. But all those things I mentioned are all roster construction things. They're not buck things. So yeah, I think you could pin Lyle's 42 on him, but I think you could pin the season on him. You have to pin this season on everyone. Now, a lot of those cases, yeah, the manager gets fired. What in the world do you think is going to happen? Now, I love this idea. Well, it changes change the scenery, a change of voice. So are you telling me Frankie Lindor is getting paid all that money, but he only going to play great if the voice is better? You're going to tell me Arte and McNeil going to step with the voice is better. The roster is going to look deeper. The voice is better. Will Walker and Brigham getting Walker going to not get three guys on base in a row. Brigham after not getting the double play going to hit everyone and everything. I mean, my God. Do you tell me if, if that's a different voice? Oh, don't worry. If they were motivated differently, everything's going to be fine. 
This is a team that came in the highest payroll in the league, supposed to win 100 games, supposed to do all these great things. They're getting paid tons of money, most of them. A lot of them are veterans. You got Hall of Famers on the team. You got guys that won championships, and they don't need to be motivated. The voice isn't the problem. It's the guys hearing it. That's the problem. Are they the right guys? Are there enough guys? What's happening with the guys who are on the field? And that's the problem nobody wants to admit. And that's the problem nobody likes. I don't got answers for you what they're supposed to do. I, I mean, my God, it's like, you know, what is it? In Star uh, Trek, was it the Kobayashi Maru? You want me to get a Rubik's Cube done in 10 seconds? I mean, you know, really, there are easier things than this. I got no idea how they're supposed to fix it. How about play better? How about perform better? How about everyone, including the manager, perform up your capabilities? How about them apples? Then maybe you'll, you'll, you'll feel a little better about your baseball team. But this idea that this is all buck and firing him going to matter, and even the idea you fire Billy Epler, this is not getting fixed by that. You want to blame everything on him? Go blame everything on him. Do I think everything's Billy Epler's fault? No. Because, look, here's the thing. Did you want Verlander? You wanted Verlander. Did you think not giving to Grom all those years, even at the time, and certainly now more so, was a good idea? You're certainly damn right you did. You did. You want to go back to the Darren Ruff deal now? What, 35, 42, my man, with 77 games in the city? That's what we're going to do? That's what we're doing? Oh, well, that, that's what it is. I, really? You like Marte? Did you think... You, a lot of you thought the Mets were the best team ever. I mean, it's going to be an amazing season and all of that. And didn't realize that you all wanted Senga. You all wanted, Ver I mean, this is it. You wanted Scherzer at the time. This is, this is, I'm sorry. It's like, you can't do that. And then say Buck was great. And now all the same things are bad. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. And I mean, you as fans and you reporting on the team and everyone else and realize the whole damn thing is a mess. And sometimes see way and that ain't great. And they got to figure out how to try and fix it. And it starts with urgency, starts with accountability, starts with playing better. But I don't want to hear about firing Buck, despite loss 42, going to fix anything because it's not going to fix anything. This team is a mess. Now, can they get it fixed? They could. In this world of wild cards, could they get back in the mix? They could. Do they have enough players at the top players at the high end of this roster play up to their capability back of the baseball card and their paychecks every couple weeks? You're damn right. I think they could. Can that team be better than the Marlins? Yes. Can that team be better than all the teams in the central and only one gets in? Sure. Can they be better than the Giants the rest of the way and maybe hold up the Padres or whatever other teams are sitting in there in that wild card mix at the time? Yeah. Can they battle with the Phillies? They were up on the Phillies 6-3 in the eighth yesterday with this group. The Mets and the Met fans and the people covering the team need to look in the mirror. That right now is as big a problem for everyone involved as anything with this baseball team. Unfiltered as always, brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.